to the Business in the Front, Potty in the Back podcast. Welcome to the show. You got to say your name, Lauren. You got to say your name. What's your name? I just said it. I just had a moment there where I was like, oh yeah, what do we do next? (laughs) It's because we've been talking for too long. We're like, that's right. Oh yeah, we're doing a podcast. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I also didn't really sleep last night because I worked at the restaurant super late and then I got home around 11 and I read my book until 12 and then I just, I could, you know, when you have those nights where you just toss and turn and it yeah. feels like you're awake Quite all restless. night. Yeah. It was like that. So yeah. anyway, I'm Lauren and thank you. You're- and I'm Michelle. welcome to the podcast where we endeavor to talk about business mixed in with of course lauren a little bit of party and today's show is brought to you by the raw raw spirit team michelle did you know that too many business owners try to grow their business on their own oh no i didn't well it's true is that a question i don't know i felt like yeah it is it's a question you did well there you did well to answer. <laughs> uh, a lot of business actually spend countless hours testing out and investing in hundreds of strategies with the aim of building their business. But at the Raw Raw Spirit Team, we actually help business owners, small to medium-sized business owners, find answers to their business questions in one easy place without wasting time. So the Raw Raw Spirit Team membership is dedicated to helping you avoid common mistakes, stop wasting time on tactics and strategies that don't work, and we help you achieve your goals by keeping you motivated, cheering you on, and keeping you and holding you accountable, which some people need that, Michelle. Mm -hmm. I know you have me doing that for you every week, and you do that for me as well. Yep. But uh, sometimes having that person go, hey, did you do that thing is actually super helpful. So that's what what do you call that? It's a something friend. Don't you have a name for that? Accountability yeah. partner is what Accountability I call it. Accountability partner. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yes. So if you want me to be your accountability partner, check out the Raw Raw Spirit Team at rawrawspiritteam.com or Raw Raw Consulting. That's R-A-H-R-A-H. Or just go to the show notes. All the links are there. They sure are. Today, Lauren, we are looking at the role that intuition plays in business and uh, how that applies, I guess, to our business how that may apply to our the business of our listener at home and kind of how it can help us make decisions. And we, as our listener at home may know, if you've listened to previous episodes and hopefully you have, if not go back, uh, we do use our intuition a lot. We're both women. So intuition is quite a strong thing, I think, in, in women, generally speaking. And yes. uh, yeah, so how it can make, help us make decisions. So um, before we get started, Lauren, though, we like to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what you to? took vacation. Well, let's talk about you first. I'm dying to hear how your trip went. You took three oh, days off gosh. that you taken off in oh, what, six months or something. My gosh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, it's the first time I've had three days off in a row and it was amazing. We drive up, there was four women and we hired a beautiful uh, house. It was like a two-story house, Airbnb, ping pong table tennis table, whichever you refer to ping pong or table tennis downstairs. It was surrounded by trees. It was walking distance to the beach. There were like running tracks. So I was like running daily, going for swims in the ocean. We went up to the sand blow. So at Rainbow Beach, there's like a great big sand blow. um, And that was just gorgeous. So we did a big 11K sort of walk around the sand and up into the bushland. Um, It was just amazing. And every night, 
it was funny because we just chatted and chatted and chatted on the Friday night. I did a Facebook live with uh, some of the new girls in my mentorship group who wanted to go on live and do a Facebook live, but not on their own. So I walked them through it and we did a little Facebook live. So I did that for the location and everyone was sort of drinking in a lounge, carrying on like pork chops. It was quite funny. And then on a Friday night, yeah, we stayed up to like, you know, after 11 and chatting, chatting, chatting. And then we called it a night. <laughs> How do you know you're old then when you say you stayed up past 11? <laughs> oh, mate, I tell you, that was a girl's weekend. And then uh, Saturday we went, in, well, when we got there, Lauren, it was really funny because we rocked up and we're like, there's a, there's like a pedicure place. Oh, this is good. You know, massages, all that sort of stuff here. So we all trundle across the road and we're like, can we get like, you know, massages, pedicures, manicures, whatever. And they're like, sure. So they booked us all in. And I ended up putting my massage the following day because uh, we only had two cars and four girls. So we were sharing cars. And I just said, look, I'll do a, do a pedicure manicure today and I'll come back. So I got shellac. That's shellac on my fingers, Ooh, which is amazing. Beautiful. So first time ever. Michelle showing me her red nails. Yes. Nails. Beautiful. Yes. And then I booked in for massage the next day. And it was really funny because everyone had been on the walk in the morning, apart from one of the ladies, she went home and had a sleep and um, at quarter to 10 in the morning. And so we, the rest of us went for the walk and then we went home and I um, went to get my massage, went back. It was only gone for an hour. And then I walked in and the lady who'd had a nap walked out and said, oh, everyone's asleep. And I'm like, oh, and this is a 1.30, I think. It must have been by the time I got home because I had to vote. I voted and there was no queue. It was like Run Baby Beach Primary. You couldn't find it. It was like so hard to find. And there was no one there. I just walked in and I'm like, I voted and I walked out. I couldn't believe it. There were no queues. There was no barbecue. There was no nothing. I was just like, this is amazing. So then, yeah, get home and Carly's like, everyone's asleep. And I'm like, what? And she's like, oh, they did a meditation. And so I walk out the back and they're on their yoga mats, like asleep. But she didn't know if they were asleep because they had their face masks on. So she's kind of, she's like looking around and everyone's still lying there and the meditation's finished. And she's like, oh. And so she's kind of gone over and she's, um, you know, looking at them really quiet and they're not moving. And she's like, oh. So she just walked inside and then I came home. Um, so, yeah, she's like, everyone's, um, everyone's gone to sleep. So I was like, okay. So I just read my book for a bit. <laughs> and I think because like we've been staying up late and normally they're all in bed early because they've all got kids. And so, yes, yeah, dinner. And then I came home and they talked till about 1130. And then I'm like, and I'm the youngest one. No, I'm one of the oldest ones in the group, I should say. Um, so then I'm like, uh, guys, time, time. Like it's all that. And they're like, 1130. Oh my God. And they were like off to bed, but they had no idea. They had no idea how late it was. So yeah, it was great. It was just great to sit up and chat. We didn't actually get to play ping pong and Deborah brought, you know, the little bats and the little balls and the whole thing. And we did discuss Thailand and I won't go there, but it was really fun. You know, the whole thing was just fun. Just going swimming oh, fun. And, and oh, it was so good. Just easy. Yeah. Just having the three days yeah. off and being able to read my book and, um, you know, not have to work essentially for, yeah. Uh, what book are you reading? It's the Lord and the Mermaid. It's a series by a lady who is a Sunshine Coast author. Uh, so she's local and they stock them at the Calandra Bookshop. So it's a whole series. It's a Princess Avenger series. Um, and yeah, they're quite sexy. You know how I like to read the oh. sexy books. So Yes, um, I do. Yes. So they're quite, uh, quite sexy. Um, the other thing that I'm doing, I'm really excited about Lauren is next week I'm doing my Reiki masters. So I'll be able to teach Reiki um, from that oh, point fabulous. on. So that's going to be yeah, another feather in my Feather in my little cap. The mentorship's going super well. This week was week one. Next week's week two of the groups. And I've managed to get them both onto the same day, which is good because I had them split between days this um, oh, previous semester. Yeah. So it that's meant smart. that I lost, you know, two kind of 
um, evenings yeah. a week and stuff. So this week, yeah. this year it's different. So that's good. This time is different, I should say. So that's it's actually really good. a good time management trick that because yeah. um, basically, because yeah. a lot of people think they can multitask, but when you multitask, your brain is multi-switching. So yeah. it's always needing to recalibrate, recalibrate to the yeah. new task. So yeah. when you're in ship mode all day, you're just on your game, I think. Yeah, I agree. More. Yep. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So it's much better. I did try to do that the first time, but it just didn't work out. So we are very, very happy being able to do it all in the same day. Hooray, hooray, hooray. How's your week been? Yeah, um, it's been good. I only worked one shift at the restaurant this week. Uh, to be honest with you, I was really happy with that. I, I find bet. that job draining, to be honest. Um, but you know, I also enjoy it when I'm there, um, depending on the shift I'm working actually. So yeah, it's just is what it is. But, um, I, I feel like it gave me a lot of time to do some of the work that I want to do and get ahead of, um, some things that I'm working on. I'm going to be heading up to Darwin in about a week and a half to work on a, do a workshop called success at work, which I'm really looking forward to. And I'm just kind oh, of finishing up building that right now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I just think it's going to be, I just know it's going to be awesome. I know I, I'm going to be um, really giving some people some different ways of looking at the world and, and their role in business. And I'm also building a workbook that goes with that. So I'm getting to do design at the same time. And yeah, I'm really enjoying that. I guess the thing is that, you know, it's interesting because for me, I'm still building my business and I kind of want to do everything. So I'm doing a lot of things and, uh, it just takes time though, doesn't it? And I think sometimes, you know, we want everything to already be here, but I know that, you know, you need to put the, lay the groundwork and lay the foundation. And, and I guess that I feel like I'm way in flow when I'm working on my business and I'm not, I don't feel the same way when I'm at the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. It's not your passion. It's not your passion. It's not my end game, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, yeah, nothing, not to say that it's not fine to just be using it as a stepping stone, but yeah. So I know that today on the show, we're going to be talking a little about, a little bit about flow, I would imagine, because I, I think for me, when I think about flow, I, I think about that I'm listening to my intuition. So I know that that's what, you know, today's show is all about. So I think that's probably going to be a pretty big discussion. So I'm actually happy to get right into that if you are. Yeah, absolutely, Lauren. Absolutely. So um, as I alluded to before, we wanted to do something on intuition because I guess for me, it definitely plays a huge role in kind of what I do and how I do it. Because if I wasn't using my intuition, it would be very, very difficult if I was sitting in my headspace. And that's why, you know, I definitely feel like being out of journalism full time is such a blessing for me. Because when I was trying to do both, it was, it was just like speaking, it was like trying to learn Mandarin. It's a very difficult language to learn. And I have tried to learn it. It's, it's hard. You know, it is like trying to do two different languages at the same time. So, you know, I'd be journalism, journalism, journalism in my head, intellect, the whole thing, and then come home and try to switch gears. And I really, the quality and the depth of my readings just wasn't where it is now. Like there's just no way that it's, it just pales in comparison when I think back, but that was appropriate for me at that time. And then now it's like just completely different. And it's all because I'm sitting in my intuition, my uh, feeling 
I do go into my head. I'm human. So sometimes I slip back up there and I find it's a bit of a struggle. So I do need to watch a lot of things that I do. And that's around diet. That's around exercise. The Mm. energy needs to be flying around my body. Mm. There's so many things that I have to do to maintain that because a lot of the time our natural state of being and a lot of the people that I see come in and they're just in their head. Now, with me doing the work that I do, I'm a healer. So when I start reading for someone, I connect to their energy and I scan them from the top down. So when I get to their head, most of the time, they're just up here, think, 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 like this, really busy. And whenever I do a healing on someone, I almost always get into the forehead, you know, the headspace. And it's really interesting because with some people, it's a broken record. It's just a circuit. It's just going around and around and around. And it's just going all the time. And with some people, when I'm healing, I'm removing this, removing this, removing this, the kind of healing I do, I remove energy that doesn't need to be there, thoughts, you know, all of that stuff, taking it away. Then I'll go and do something else, go back and it's all back. It's back up there. They're thinking, thinking, Mm. thinking again. And when you're just thinking, this is my belief. And I guess from some of the stuff I've read, when you're just thinking up here, it's really hard to make a decision based on your intellect. Because sometimes it's good or all the time, it is good to come into the feeling as well. And I don't suggest to people that you don't sit in your head because obviously you have to think about things, but it's also good to balance that out, to go thinking into feeling, what does it feel like? You know, what are the options? We're thinking about the options and then what do each of those feel like? And that's how I try to gauge and make my decisions. Yeah. 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 That's actually really good. And I'm going to share a story in a few minutes about a woman I met last night at the restaurant. I was like, this is perfect timing for today's show. Here we go. (laughs) Love it. But um, just on that, it's really interesting what you say about the head. So I always talk about him, you know, I really should have shares in his business, but Eckhart Tolle really saved me, I think from that because his work, the power of now in a new earth really just brought me into my body and really helped me to realize of all the head, all the thoughts that were rolling around in my head. And the, I tried to read that work, you know, multiple times. I think I've told you that before, probably a few yeah, times. It's actually, very involved. Yeah. It's involved, but I wasn't ready for it, I guess. And, you know, for me, kind of what happened was that I overwhelmed myself in my mind where I almost had a mental breakdown and wow. ended up reading his work. And I realized that I just had too many thoughts. And I think one of the things is that with our thoughts as well, we don't need to believe everything we think. Yep. I mean, that's the other thing is sometimes we're, sometimes we have thoughts in our minds that are based on upsetting news stories that we've read that's or, it. you know, and, and those things aren't, they don't belong to us. And so I think sometimes our, our mind can really trip us up because it's sometimes feeding us information that's not accurate or not truthful. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I thought was interesting is on my podcast, The Afterlight, I interviewed a woman about dreams, right? Mm -hmm. And I was telling her that I often have dreams where I'm on a really, you know, like on a precipice of something like a cliff where I'm at a really high area and I can't get down and I've got stress and anxiety about getting down. And then do you fly? Do you take off? What happens? No, I don't fly. I'm almost stuck there. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't get down and I've got anxiety and stress about that. Anyway, and she said that that that's symbolizing that I'm too much in my head. Wow. That's that's really, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And I remember one time I was in a yoga class and um, the yoga teacher, she was like, all right, now, you know, really grounding your feet. We were doing down dog or something like that. 
and uh, really grinding your feet. And I said to her, this probably sounds crazy to you, but I can't feel my feet. So obviously I can feel my feet, but I can't, I'm not in my body. You know, I'm in my head. And so she gave me a really wise tip. She said, lift your toes. So when I lifted my toes and then I put my toes down, that actually really helped me to kind of almost get sucked into my body. And there aren't a lot of times. I've heard them say that in yoga, but I didn't know what the reason was. Yeah. So lift your toes if you have a hard time being grounded. Yeah. Because I get you to do that in yoga sometimes and I didn't know why they yes, do that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's really huh. good. It's actually wow. like, you know, in Shavasana where you like clench sometimes and then relax. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Uh, yeah. So uh, where was I going with that? So I know that there have been few times in my life where I've actually felt in my body and not in my head. Yep. And uh, I liken it to the fact that I know my own height, if that makes sense. So sometimes yeah. I feel like I'm hovering above myself, but when I'm really in my body, I really recognize my height and I feel, yeah. So I think that that's kind of a really interesting thing, but, you know, in relation to intuition, I think that kind of like what you said, I'm going to talk about that in a minute again, but, you know, is feeling, feeling your truth. And I think that, you know, sometimes we know instinctively our truth, but then our mind tries to convince us of something different. And then we second guess ourselves. And I think that for me, when you have to ask for someone's opinion or what do they think or blah, 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 I think that's when you're not listening to yourself. Absolutely. You know, because we do instinctively, I believe, know the right direction for us. And it doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. So I'll let you speak on that. And then I'll share the story of the woman that I met last night. Yeah, I can't wait to hear that, Lauren. So as I sort of alluded to before, I mean, I guess my ba- we're, we're quite different with what we do, but my business is kind of based on intuition. So when I select my cards, if someone walks in and says, oh, you know, Michelle, because I do readings for the listener at home, if you haven't heard us before, I do readings and healings and mediumship and things like that. So I say to people, you know, do you want anything in particular? If not, then I'll just bring through whatever, you know, whatever comes through. And that's all based on intuition for me. If someone walks in and says, just whatever comes through, anyone who comes through, I don't mind, then I've got to wander over there and really feel into my cards. So there's a variety of things that I do when I teach this in my mentorship um, around what I do to increase my intuition and also my feeling because it is really feeling. So there's a few things that I do to sort of practice that and hone that skill. And basically, if I'm not doing that, then it becomes a, a... whole lot harder. Uh, let's just say that it's like pulling teeth sometimes. And we've all had that. I mean, I've spoken to other mediums who are like, Oh my God, like I've lost this connection. I lost this connection at one point and I'm looking at the client. They're looking at me and it's, it's, it's like walking on hot coals with no shoes on. It's pretty scary. And yeah. sometimes you do have to regroup. Sometimes you drop out of it. I mean, I'm in a place where there's dogs barking out the back. We've got a busy road over here. Um, that's why I've got to shut the windows all the time. Um, there's always distractions. So, you know, I just have to kind of regroup. Sometimes I've got to run out and shut the back windows if the, um, you know, neighbours over there are arguing or something. So it's, it's like I'm always trying to stay in this place. But, I mean, it's very hard to be in sort of this meditative state Sometimes if you have a a knock at the door, I have a posty rock up with a parcel, you know, I've got to break out of that and then try and get back into it. So you you always have distractions and that's the thing. You just got to work around it. But in terms of, yeah, selecting cards, 
everything that I say is intuitive. And a lot of the time I just forget that I'm even speaking. A lot of the time it's just sort of flowing and coming through me, flowing and coming through me. And it's not until they say at the end and they go, oh my gosh, that thing that you said there meant this and that thing meant that. And I'm like, wow, I was wondering why I said that. And I don't always get feedback because sometimes it's just back to back to back. But this week in particular, I've had a few people sort of really try to give me the feedback and also send me messages. Like some of them have sent me messages and gone, this is what this meant. That's what that meant, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, like it's so amazing to hear that because I just, I just talk, you know, I'm just talking. And I've always been like that. Even before I started doing readings, I would just talk to people and sometimes I'd kind of go, I have no idea where this is coming from, but you really need to hear this. And that's kind of how my readings are, you know, it's the same, same. So that's pretty much all intuition. And I know that if I'm having a bit of a, a rough time, if I haven't eaten super well, if I haven't had enough sleep, things like that really ruin it for me. And yoga, meditation, you know, all those yeah. things help me get yeah. into my intuition because it's really just me about too. being kind of centered um, in alignment. Yep. And when we're in resistance, it's not going to feel good for me and it's not going to feel good for the other person. But interestingly, Lauren, I do find that if I have had a bit of a rough week or I'm feeling really tired or just not in the mood, I find people just schedule, reschedule of their own accord. Yeah. So me too. That happens to me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's all based on our energy. And so I might (laughs) be like, Oh, I really want to do these readings, but I'm not feeling it. And then people just automatically reschedule and then I'll feel like I've got the morning away um, free so I can go jogging and, and sort of clear my head and regather, regroup. And then I might have my reading still in the Arvo or something. So I just kind of trust that and just feel like, well, you know, if they're feeling my energy and it's not right for them at the moment, then it's obviously just not meant to be at the moment at that time. And, um, mm. and I'll see them next week or later in the week. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's all about intuition in my business. That's for sure. Oh, for sure for you. But I think that in general too, intuition just really guides us. And I think that when you're in a flow state, and when I say a flow state, I mean, when things are working well for you, when opportunities are presenting themselves or when life is easy and joyful and joyous, you know, that I think that that's when you're listening to your intuition because you're being guided by that. So last night at the restaurant, there was this woman and she uh, was at a really quiet table and I couldn't tell she was upset. Initially, I didn't know, but she said she really wanted a quiet table to sit at, blah, blah, blah. So she's sitting at this quiet table. Anyway, at one point she says to me, can I get a piece of paper and a pen? I went, yep. So I went and got her one and I came back and I said, sorry, I just have till tape. It was like a really long strip of, um, you you know, like receipt paper. Uh, I actually don't really write anything down. I, I try to listen and remember everything. Yeah. Um, it's one of my skills I show off. So when I have a table of six or eight, try to remember everything. And then they think it's like super impressive, which it is, but Mm. you know, it's one of my things. I mean, I always have a backup in case I need it, but I wouldn't give her that. My, my backup's like a shitty little notepad of, um, you know, recycled paper basically. (laughs) Anyway, I, I digress. So, um, so she says, I have to make a really big decision tonight. And I went, okay. And you know, I just explained to her, I said, you know, sometimes when we're making decisions, our minds try to convince us of things when we already know the truth in our body. And I said, so when you're making a tough decision, my recommendation for you is this, take a moment and think to yourself, 
how does my body feel making one decision? Okay, so if I choose A, how do I feel? Even if it's a hard choice, do I feel lighter? Do I feel relief? Do I feel almost maybe excitement? Oh, that's over with, right? Even if getting to that stage is going to be hard, it's about how do you how do you imagine yourself feeling in your body? And then if you make the other decisions, so let's say you make a decision and going B, do you, you know, does your body tighten? Do you get anxiety? Do you get kind of sweaty? Do you feel even heavy, like maybe on your shoulder area or anything like that? You know, and kind of listening to the messages that your your body is giving you. And I just explained that to her. I said, you know, this is how I make my decisions. I said, because especially as women, we know intuitively already what the answer is. And I said, we don't need to get other people's opinions to convince us of the truth or whatever. We already know. And I said, but that's a really, really helpful and, and good way of, of kind of reinforcing or listening to that instinct. Because especially if you're really stuck in your head, you're not listening to your body in that way. So for our listener at home, you know, if you have a dif- difficult decision, then it's really about listening to your heart and list- and feeling how you react. Uh, another thing as well that I recommended to her is that, you know, trusting that whatever decision you're going to make is going to be the right one, you know, and she was older, she's probably in her fifties. And I said to her, you know, you are enough as you are and you are resilient, and you are strong, and you have made it up to here. So whatever decision you end up making, it's going to be the right decision. And I think sometimes we go, well, what if I make the wrong choice? Well, I don't believe that that's true, because uh, I think that we are always given an opportunity to recalibrate, to reset, to refresh, to you know, start again. I think I've talked before about no matter how far you've gone in the wrong direction, just turn around and go back. Uh, I mean, I know some decisions, if you make a big choice, you can't go back and make that decision again. But at the same time, you can make another one. You can make a different one. And, you know, so I was just trying to reinforce to her that, you know, whatever decision, whatever choice you make is going to be true, is going to be right. So just trust that. And then I also said to her, listen, this, and this, I didn't tell her everything at one time. I told her a bunch of stuff and then I went away and then I came back and I said, you know, I just thought of this other thing. And, you know, Michelle, it's difficult sometimes because when you don't know how people look at the world, you don't want to sound like a total fruit loop. Oh, absolutely. Because you don't know if spiritual or anything. Yeah, exactly. Because some of the stuff people are like, what the shit are you talking about? But anyway, I said to her, this is the other thing you can put out there. You can say, okay. I'm going to make this decision because it feels right. And I know hundred I know 99.999% sure it's the right decision for me. I feel in my body. I know it's going to be hard, but it feels lighter. Yeah. But you can put out the intention to the universe that if it is the wrong decision, and when I say wrong, I mean, it's not for the highest good of all involved. That's always a really good line to say mm-hmm. for a listener at home. If this is for the highest good of all involved, blah, blah, blah. So that that you are given a warning sign, like a graceful warning sign that you are shown before you make this choice. Like in the next 12 hours, give me a really clear indication or sign that this is not the right decision. And then and then listen to that because and that could look like a song a song that pops up on the radio. 
like maybe don't go down that road or whatever, <laughs> you know, I don't even know if there's a song called that, but you know what I'm saying? It could be a bumper sticker that you see. It could be, you know, you get a phone call from someone or a text message that is about something else, but just answers your your call, right? So, you know, sometimes I think that if you just allow yourself a bit of a grace period before you make that decision for the universe to intervene, then they will. I believe they will anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just thought that was really interesting. And, you know, when she left yesterday, she said, thanks very much. And I just said to her, you'll make the right choice. And I kind of felt that she looked at me with a bit of relief because I think that you know, hard decisions suck, but, you know, a bit of uncomfortableness for a future of free flowing joy is worth it. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. I wrote down a few of the things that you said then Lauren, um, Mm. because as we know, we like to uh, promote ourselves on social media and it's good to have really awesome uplifting quotes and things included in what we talk about and how we promote ourselves. And that's the idea. Lauren and I both care a lot. And yeah. we are D-type personalities, as sometimes people think, you know, that we we don't, but we don't. Uh, are both yeah. very sensitive women. So, yeah, yes. that was beautifully said. I loved all of that. Oh, thank you, my friend. Yeah. And, you know, I think just to sort of expand on that a little bit, I know with the readings and the, the people that I meet through what I do, women make up a majority of my audience. And many of them say to me, Michelle, I kind of know what I need to do or cause I have women come to me and they're about to make the decision to leave their marriage. And many yeah. of the women who've seen me have made that decision based on some of the things that I've said and yeah. I will never make a decision for them. I always say to people, you have free will. You have free, will, have yeah. free will. I can show you what's happening at the moment. This is, this is what it looks like at the moment for both of you and moving forward. And they say, well, what are they going to do? And I'm like, I can't tell you that. I can't because we do have free will and yeah, they have free will too. <laughs> yes. And that's the thing. Yeah. And I know that some, and I have had people come to me and say, well, this, you know, medium or psychic or whatever told me this, that, and the other thing back in the day and it kind of ruined my life. And I don't want to be that person because it's not up to me to make someone's decision. If I can confirm what they already feel and it may not just be about relationships, that's what they've come to me for. Many people come yeah. to and they've got something yeah. in their head, they need confirmation, their loved ones come through, they say this, that, and the other thing, they're amazed, and they're like, well, that's what I thought. But they just needed to hear it, you know, from someone else who doesn't know them. Yeah. So I feel like I do that for a lot of people, but I will never make someone's decision. I'm a guide, but I just really try to stipulate because a lot of people walk in and go, what's my future? What is my future? Yeah. It's like, what do you want your future to be? That's it. That's it. And I'm a guide. I'm not going to make decisions for you. And some people want that or they expect that. Now, you know, I spoke to you about that AIR radio, I think it was. um, And it was that one based in the States and it all seemed good. They had the Moonstruck TV thing associated with it and all that sort of stuff. And it was a certain sort of monthly fee, but I have a couple of techniques and I'll mention them in our little bit later tools to improve your life and uh, the party element today. Uh, I've got a couple of recommendations uh, as to what I use when I'm, when I've got my head involved and I want to sort of just trust my feelings. There's a couple of things you can do to bypass the head. So I'll talk about that in a sec. Oh God, I need that. (laughs) I asked the question and I actually drew some cards as well as doing these other things. I drew some cards for myself 
and the message was to wait when I asked about that first opportunity and they had reached out to me after one of my Facebook lives. They said they liked what they saw and they reached out to me. Now, when I was doing an interview, so I was looking for another opportunity because I don't advertise. So I was looking for another opportunity and I interviewed a lady for Spiritual Events Directory magazine and she mentioned, she's a fabulous lady based in Victoria, and she mentioned that she works with natural therapies pages and I hadn't heard of them, but you pay a monthly fee and basically they get all of your information, your photograph, and they have like a whole website. And if someone searches in Google for a psychic on the Sunshine Coast or a healer on the Sunshine Coast, they're at the top of the page. So natural therapies pays. So it, because we discussed it and Jason and I were like, well, do we put, do we pay for the domain and do we pay for us to be at the top of Google and all of that stuff? But then I yeah. figure, well, if someone's going to look it up, like look up that pretty general thing and Sunshine Coast and then natural therapy pages are paying to be at the top and then I'm on their listing, well, that's good. Like I think that's a good thing. And yeah. before I even filled in all the info, I had an inquiry from someone. So I was like, that was, so that was confirmation. Yeah, that was in the first week. Yeah. Whereas as I said to you with the AIR radio, they didn't, give me anything like that. Like I said, you know, what are the, what's the response like? You know, do we get a certain number of bookings? What's the average? And they're just like, oh, we don't know. No idea. So, so they've never sought feedback from the people on the. It, I feel like some of them, as she said to me, she was like, oh, you know, a lot of the people have been with us for like 10 years and they just like to talk. So I, I think that a lot of them just get on because it's a platform. I don't know that they're all so box. Yeah, I don't know that everyone's getting on there to get business out of it, whereas right. that would be kind of the main aim for me is to get people into mentorship yeah. and other things. So yeah. I've mentioned the mentorship on this page as well. So that's all on there. So, yeah, I just got the inquiry in the first week and I feel like that was the right decision and that was just trusting my intuition to guide me and that was the confirmation. Yeah. But I will talk about a couple of things to bypass the brain um, coming up shortly in the show. You know, it's interesting, Michelle, because when you think about it in hindsight, you were hesitant on that radio thing because certain things didn't line up. It wasn't a good time for you. Mm. You weren't sure about the commitment, all that kind of stuff. In a way, it was as though your intuition already knew the truth, but then your head was trying to figure out what to do. So that was actually yeah. a really interesting example because... Mm. You already knew, but it seemed like a good offer. So that's why mm. your head, that was just a perfect example of your head versus your heart conversation, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it's especially different. I think it's a bit of ego for me as well because they reached out to me. So I right. think it's a little bit of the ego thing as well. And when yeah. I posted in the, because I asked the spiritual events directory group, if they'd been approached and one other lady had, but no one else had ever heard of them. And I think there's the, yeah, probably the ego element, whereas natural yeah. therapies, you know, they don't have to reach out because they've got a lot of practitioners. I've got a lot of, and they very well respected. And when I asked the question about, you know, business and things like that, they could give me statistics and they're contacting me all the time. They're messaging me all that they've got email newsletters, they've got eBooks, they've got all these things to help their practitioners get the best page possible and you can even set up Zoom on there as well. So people can actually do like the Zoom link will go automatically. It'll put it in your diary, like into your calendar, which is a massive wow. time saver. Yeah, it's a massive time saver. So you just put your Zoom details into it, log in some passwords and all of that, and then it links to your account. So it'll actually put the bookings in for you. 
So yeah, it's wow, really, really brilliant. Good. Really, really good. That's yeah, brilliant. And how much do you pay for that? Um, it's a special. It's normally seventy something dollars a month, but oh, um, for the first year, it's fifty um, a month. And yeah, I already had an inquiry. And one of my other friends found me on there. Another so lady cheap. that I do pranic energy healing with. Yeah, she messaged me or she rang me by the page and she went, oh my God, I just saw your natural therapies pages. And she said, I was thinking about doing it. And I saw your name pop up and I was like, wow. And I still hadn't put my profile picture or anything up at that point. And uh, she said, yeah, I'm going to do it. She said, if you're on there, she said, have you had some inquiries? And I said, yeah, I've had one and I've only been up for a week. And she's like, oh my God. So she's just signed up as well. So she was looking for confirmation. That's funny. That was good for today's topic. She was looking for confirmation. And then she saw me on there and was like, I'll give it a go too. So yeah, that's how it happens. I think that, you know, we just know intuitively. And, you know, one thing that's really interesting is I was driving around the other day and um, I was driving my partner. He always drives, okay? Because I like being a passenger. (laughs) This is not a metaphor. I don't want to be a passenger through life. completely opposite. I like being driven around. I'm like a princess. Jason <laughs> sound like a princess. Daisy Lauren, and he drives a really big car, and he can't park like because it's t- it's so big. So we oh, can yeah. never find a car park. And I got this little zippy like Mazda, oh, and yeah. I'm like zing 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 zing. Like I drive uh, a um, I drive a Triton, a Mitsubishi. I know Triton. you were saying that. Yeah, big. So I drive a big rig. Yeah. yeah, but Gav is an amazing driver. But anyway, he always drives. So I, I was driving this one particular day. The other day. And I was just like making decisions. Just, <laughs> I think I stress him out sometimes because anyway, he made a comment, which I thought was really interesting. He goes, you really drive, drive intuitively. And I went, yes, that's true. I do because I'm not very good at reading maps. Right. So I just kind of go with the flow. So when I think I know around where I'm headed, I just drive to get there. I don't necessarily read all the signs and stuff. I'm not very good at that. You don't use Google Maps? I do use Google. Yes, I do. I don't like just go, you know, aimlessly and like try to find my That's terrifying. No, I do definitely use Google. (laughs) You might need to do that in Darwin, Lauren, because that could be interesting if you don't. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Google and Darwin doesn't work very well, actually, but you know, that's a side note. Yeah. So it's just, I just thought that was a funny observation that he realized that he, he noticed that about me because that's exactly what I do. I kind of, sometimes I feel like I know around where I'm going. So I just try to figure it out. And I think that, you know, that's a really good indication on how I trust myself as well, because I do trust myself to know the right way. And so I very rarely look for validation um, Mm -hmm. outside Mm-hmm. I do uh, consult my angel cards and, and my tarot cards and whatever. Um, I've got a really nice tarot deck. It's not like an intense one because I haven't really learned how to read tarot in a way that's not scary sometimes. So I'm reading a book right now and it's about developing your psychic awareness. And um, one of the things the author is talking about is having an oracle of some kind that you consult because it's actually really helpful. And sometimes it can help you predict things that you can't necessarily in- intuit right away. And uh, yeah, so I thought that was a really good thing. So sometimes with your intuition, I guess for me, I do get validation from cards, but rarely from other people. And I think that a big part of that is because, you know, people are coming at life from their own experiences and they're not necessarily the same to mine. And so I feel that sometimes we can be confused easily. 
Um, not to say that I'm not open to an opinion now and again, but if I feel really on the straight and narrow of where I'm going, I think I used this example with you a while ago where I invested in a course, quite a hefty investment. And I think to some, it just seemed like a really hefty investment to an online, you know, group coaching program but I was like no it was I know it's for me and I, I just knew it I didn't need anyone else to tell me whether or not that made sense so you did ask me I the did, question though and I did say I, yes I did <laughs> yes I did. that's true I did yeah. ask you yeah um but I already had my mind made up I think you would agree with that yeah but yeah you did confirm that and that was lovely uh, but I think that, well, I guess where I'm going with this is that I, I believe that we already know the answers. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting is in this actual program that I'm in, um, you know, she was talking about when you're building your course and she goes, don't forget, you know, everything, they know nothing. And I thought that is so true. I'm teaching things that I know are right. They work. Mm -hmm. I, I walk my talk, you know, all this sort of stuff. So I think it just comes back to what I was talking about is having that resilience and that kind of trust within ourselves. Now, the other thing that I will say before I turn the uh, microphone to you for, you know, helpful um, or whatever it actually want to talk about, but, um, you know, I often ask sometimes as well for graceful guidance. So let's pretend I'm not hundred percent sure on something. Um, like for example, recently I wanted something to work out, okay? And I just, I put it out there, I wanted it to work out for the highest good of all concerned, or I wanted it to be gracefully resolved, or I wanted to have a graceful solution or be guided gracefully. I always throw that word in because I think I talked about that in one of our previous shows. Yeah. It's almost as though if you don't put that word in and you could be given to the head. in a really difficult way. Um, one of the guests I interviewed on the on the Afterlight podcast, she actually talked about getting hit by a Mack truck in her car and spending all this time in hospital and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, some people, they get their signs delivered to them like that. I do not want that. I want a graceful little fun way of me learning a lesson, you know, being made redundant at the same time as you, that was a blessing being given a settlement package. That was a blessing being given a computer and a phone. That was a blessing, you know, being given all the support from, you know, all the people around me who were going through similar things because of COVID that was, you know what I mean? That's yeah. those are the kind of graceful things that I'm down for. Yeah. So I think sometimes with your intuition, it's trusting your intuition, but then putting out your intention for a graceful resolution or the path to be paved with gold or, you know, those mm -hmm. sort of things as well. I think that we're still empowered to, um, to bring forth and manifest mm. in our lives. So I know I'm, we're starting, I'm starting to sound super woo woo, but you know me, this is how I think. So it yeah. is what it is. I don't think you need to apologize, Laura. You know who I am as well and what I do yeah. for a living. <laughs> <laughs> and um, our listener at home is like, girl, I'm down with this. This is why yeah. I'm listening still. All Absolutely. Right. Fair enough. I think what, what's really awesome about this as well. And as you were speaking, I was just thinking about evolution and back in the day when we lived in caves and the men went out and sort of hunted and gathered the food and the women stayed back and guarded the nests and their little babies and things like that. That's kind of where, and I do teach this in mentorship. It's kind of where I think the intuition was born. And I, I use this example for third eye, which is actually connected to intuition. So our third eye between our eyebrows is actually connected to 
directed intuition, our inner knowing, clay cognizance, the ideas, the thoughts just dropping in. We already know the answer, like you said. It just drops in. And it happens all the time at trivia. It's like all the time at trivia, we just go, boom, this is the answer, boom, this is the answer. And then someone else talks about it, talks about it, talks about it. Then we change the answer and it's wrong. And it was the initial answer. Happens all the time. The multiple choice questions, right? Yeah. First instinct. Absolutely. Yep. But then you second guess, second guess, and you change it. And I think with women, especially, you know, this was designed, as I said, to kind of keep the nest safe because you've heard people say, your mum, or you've heard your dad say, your mum has eyes in the back of her head. She sees everything. And we've all had that. Mum's sitting there doing something, cooking in a pot. You know, she's got spaghetti going on the stove. She's not looking at anything. And she's like, stop doing that. And you're just about to grab the chocolate out of the pantry or something. And you're like, how did you know that? Whose mum hasn't done that? Whose mum hasn't done that? Mum rocks up, as I said to you before, with toilet paper. We're about to run out. We've got half a roll left. Mum rocks up with the whole thing of toilet paper. I'm like, how did you, how did you know that? Grab your umbrella before you go to school. It's like, it's, it's, it's sunny. What do you mean? And then you come yeah. like a drowned rat. Like there's so many examples of how moms, and I think a lot of the time it's like heightened. I think when they have babies, there's must be some sort of chemical change or something. Cause I find all my friends who have children are like really onto that, like really onto that, like intuition. You were going to say something. Yeah, I was just going to tell you that I was listening to a really interesting podcast a while ago. I'm just bringing up the name of it for our listener at home. Um, but it's all about near-death experiences. I love And I think it's Trisha Barker's podcast. I'm just bringing up the name. Uh, yeah, but she interviewed this one woman and basically the story was that she had a near-death experience and she was drowning in a pool. Her, she had a nanny, okay? Her mom had to go to the shop to get something. And the nanny was kind of neglecting the kids and she jumped in and was drowning in the pool and her mom felt something Mm. from wherever she was and ran home, like Mm. ran home and saved, saved her, saved her life. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that gave me goosebumps when I was talking about it. That was a really amazing episode. So the podcast is called, um, Hello, beautiful light-filled souls, and it's by Trisha Barker, and um, she had a near-death experience, and so she interviewed this woman, and I can't remember the episode, but go check it out. It's so interesting. It's a really interesting podcast, and that story just reminded me of that. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, you think about uh, 9/11 and the people like I think Ian Thorpe was it, one of the swimmers, was over there, and he was meant to be in the Twin Towers and then he went back to the hotel room because he forgot his iPad or something and then he went back and then the planes crashed and he just missed out on being killed. So, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Like all the different people who made these different decisions, people have a dream about a plane crash before they're meant to get on a plane the next day and they don't get on and then the plane crashes and everyone dies. Like there's so many examples of that. You know, someone's giving you a warning in a dream. Yes, yes. You know what's really interesting is I was talking to someone the other day just about that example and she said she had talked to people who had avoided planes that had crashed and people Mm. had died on them and Mm. I thought to myself, you know, it takes a lot of guts and a Mm. lot of courage to listen to that voice to not get on a plane because a plane is so expensive. You feel really committed to going, Mm. don't you? Yeah. Oh my God. If I paid 300 or $400 or more, like, I mean, big deal to go. Plus you might have accommodation and a car waiting for you at the other end. Absolutely. Often I said to her, 
you know, wouldn't it be a fascinating thing to know how many people had that feeling as well and they didn't listen to it and they got on the plane exactly. and died? Yeah. We would never know, never but know. it's just such an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. 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 So when I've been um, clear on my intuition, I've got myself out of some intense situations oh, before yeah. just because I've listened. Yeah. Absolutely. And I do think it saves you. I do think a lot of the time it's just to save you, keep you out of trouble. You're meant to be here still. And, you know, I do a lot of business readings yeah. for my clients. I, I see a lot of people who own businesses quite regularly and they ask me various questions and, and a couple of them have been a bit suspicious of things that may be going on within the business with different, um, you know, staff members. And I've had to use, you know, my gift to sort of see who we're looking at, who we're looking at. And a couple of times it's been the bookkeeper. A couple of times it's been the person who looks after the books and they're doing a few dodgy things with the accounts and things like that. And I've given them the information and they're just like, I knew it. Wow. I knew wow. it. But they just kind of needed that a bit more, you know, a bit of confirmation yeah. to definitely know. But yeah. I just said to them. You know, proof. Did, That's why. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Often you, you know, can't be like, I just feel it in my soul. Okay. Well, that's like, it. Yeah, but, but they prove it. But I, I think they knew. I they knew though, like when they first met that person, they had that feeling and they ignored it. And you see all the people who start business partnerships and they ignored that feeling with the business partner. And my parents did that. Like not, not my parents, but the people over the road from them, they bought a coffee club. They bought a coffee club, which is in a franchise. It's not cheap yeah. with some other people in their street, which live next to who live next door to my parents. And, um, the people, the other people over the road, they ended up siphoning all the money, siphoning all the funds out. They were just taking all the funds and cause they had the, you know, both, both had access, but my parents' friends aren't, you know, weren't keeping an eye on that. They weren't noticing. And I never had a good vibe about the neighbors. I was like, what are they buying it with them for? Like, what are they doing that for? And eventually they noticed the book. So they, they noticed the money was all gone pretty much. And they're like, where's all the money gone? And they're like, oh, you know, we're out. Sorry. And they just left. And now my parents' friends have to be there 24, seven, seven days a week, 356 days a year because the other people 65 just days a year, 65. Um, the other people just bailed and didn't give them any of the cash back. And there's nothing they can do because the other people said, we don't want to sign a contract. We don't want to have any contracts. We don't want to have any agreements, nothing. There's nothing in writing between them. Can you believe that? So my parents' <gasps> friends were like, oh, okay, no worries, no worries. So obviously they'd had other things. They almost have had other bad businesses or bad credit ratings or something because they're like, no, 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 we don't want it. They have nothing in writing, Lauren. They didn't put anything in writing. So they had no leg to stand on. Yeah. Unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Yeah. That is so, so ignorant. Yeah. But they, you know, I, I looked at them and I was like, they're funny people, you know, like I've never wanted to go next door and sort of talk to them. And I do go around and, and mum and dad are friends with a few of the people in the street and I go and talk to different people and it's, it's great. You know, it's fun. They're all nice people. I've never wanted to go to that house. Never wanted to talk to those people. And they still live there. They still live there. Yeah. Same people. They're still there. And they owe over the road a lot of money. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. That is so awkward. Just, I know you just be a lot of animosity. Yeah. A lot of resentment. Yeah. Resentment mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And it's funny, like, um, even bringing it back to like my relationship, cause Jason's a real, like 
procrastinator. So he takes a long time, like a long time to make a decision. Whereas I'm just like, yeah, this is a decision. That's it. And he's like, what? You didn't even put any thought into it. And I'm like, that's because I just know that's the decision. Yeah. What do you mean? What yeah. do you have to think about? And I've always been like that. And when I first, we me first too. got together, it drove him insane. And for me, it just taught me a lot of patience, a lot of patience. Yeah. And he, I said to him one day, why does it bother you so much? And he goes, because you don't care. And I was like, I do care. Like, I do care, but I just know mm. what the right decision is. And from his perspective, and it was a very interesting thing for me because I, I guess I didn't realise that it kind of came across that way. But I was like, um, because I just sort of went, boom, this is the decision. He, you look flippant. Yeah. Yeah. He right. just thought, oh, Michelle just doesn't, doesn't give a toss. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's just that I know. It's like when I'm walking around, yeah. you know, having drinks back in the day in the valley, which is in Brisbane, it's like, do I, do I walk to my car? Do I walk down the dark alleyway? And then you see the thing with Jill Ma happen and you're like, I'm really glad I didn't do that. You know, I'm really glad I didn't do that because there's many times where I felt like alone, you know, and a little bit kind of worried or scared and, and it's in the dark and I'm just like, oh my God, you know, what am I doing? I shouldn't be here. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this on a previous podcast, but did I tell you about the girl walking down the alleyway and the guy was at the end of the alleyway looking really dodgy and questionable? No. Oh, this is goosebumps. Get ready to get your goosebumps on. Um, mm. there's a, this is a true story. This girl's walking down an alleyway and she, it was late at night and, you know, very dark and this dark alleyway. And she's walking along and she's about three quarters of the way down, so a little bit too far to turn around and go back. And she's seen a guy at the end of the alleyway and she looked at him and she just knew there was bad things that were going to happen. Her intuition was like, this is not a good situation. And she thought about turning and running, but she's like, I think you'll catch me. Um, and she's like, I don't know what to do. So she didn't want to make it look weird. So she just kind of kept walking, but she said, please, Archangel Michael, protect me, keep me safe. So she kept walking and she may have been about halfway down or something like that. Anyway, she kept walking and then he's looking at her and she could tell he wants to kill me. She could just tell he was a bad person <gasps> and oh she kept God. walking and she walked straight past him and he was looking at her like he wanted to do it, but he didn't touch her. And she walked out the other side and she was like, I think I just saved my life. I don't know what happened, but I think I just saved my life or someone was watching over me. Anyway, the next day um, there was an arrest and two women in that alleyway were raped and murdered. And oh. that guy had been arrested based on witness accounts and people saw him standing in there and, and you know, got witness accounts and he got arrested. So he was in you know, prison or he's in custody. And she saw the story and she was like, oh my God, that's him. They flashed up an image of the guy. So she went into the police station and she said, I just wanted to let you know that I went down that alleyway and he didn't touch me, but he looked like he wanted to. Can you ask him about that? You know, what, what's the deal? And because, you know, she needed, to, I guess, to get closure or something. And the cops asked the guy and they said there was another girl. She went down the alleyway. She looked like A, B and C. She was wearing whatever, whatever. Did you see her? And he said, yeah, I did, but she had a seven foot tall guy with her. I wasn't going to touch her. That was Archangel Oh, my Michael. God. Oh my God. That's total goosebumps. That is, how did you know this girl? Oh, it was a story that a client told me. It was a, um, oh. a friend. Yeah. A friend because we're talking oh about archangels God. and their roles. And, um, she said this happened to a friend of mine 
Um, and she went into the cops because she needed to, she needed to find out. Oh she was like, my why didn't God, touch that's me? amazing. Why did he look at my hair? Why did he leave me alone? And he goes, she had a seven foot tall guy with her. I wasn't going to touch her. And Michael's huge. Michael, you know, is massive. He's yeah. About seven foot. Oh my God. That is yeah. so emotional. I know. I know. Every time I say it, I'm just like, wow, like it's amazing. Amazing. So that's the kind of stuff that can happen. And that's why I say to a lot of people, you know, yes, you feel alone. I've got a lot of clients who are alone for Christmas. You know, they don't have family, like different things have happened in their life. And I'm like, there's stories like this, that just, we need to hear, you know, we need to share because people don't have the support networks that you and I have. So, you know, stories like that make us feel like, wow, you know, if Michael's there for that girl, he could be there for me as well. Why not? Yeah. Amazing. Love it. Love it. And I think that's comes back to, you know, almost what I was saying before, when you're making a decision, if it's a really hard one, that's going to change a lot of lives, you know, and you're feeling that you just want that extra validation, just put it out there that you ask that you're intercepted before you make that choice. And you, I believe you will be. Yeah, absolutely. Or else you were meant to rate, make that decision for whatever other reason. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that was part of your karmic. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So Lauren, I'll just wanted to get into a couple of things that I use to bypass the brain, unless you've got anything um, that you wanted to mention here. Okay, Lauren. So just a couple of tools to improve your life. And this is brought to you by Michelle R. Price, the light worker, which is my business on Facebook. I do mentorship, helping you discover your gifts and develop your gifts. I do readings, so angel cards. I did get some new angel cards, Lauren, haven't shown you them yet. Uh, to get some new ones yesterday. So angel card readings, I'm a medium. So I bring through past over loved ones, uh, animal communications. I do business readings, all sorts of things. Anything you can think of past life readings, anything you need, I can help you with guidance and that sort of thing. So Michelle Uprice, a light worker on Facebook, if you would like to get in touch and my contact details are also in the show notes. Now, a couple of tools to improve your life, and one of them is a pendulum. Now, my naturopath is also a kinesiologist, so she does muscle testing, which is where you push up against her arm and she just tests you for different things, and I love it. Now, she suggested that we can use actual our body as a pendulum as well. So um, a pendulum is like what you see at the bottom of the grandfather clock. I used to use a pendulum when I was in my 20s. That was was my divination tool or whatever. So I've got a pendulum as well. And I was going to mention that too, but you can actually use your body as a pendulum. And my kinesiologist told me about this. And basically you stand, you relax, you have your feet a bit about hip width distance apart. And you just sort of relax, you know, bend your knees slightly, uh, make sure your back's not sort of arched. And just really relax. And what will happen sometimes if you really do this with your eyes closed is a little bit being uh, like being in mountain pose when you're doing yoga. So you give your arms a little bit of breathing space, have your arms out to the side. And what generally happens is your body starts to rock and sway because the earth has a vibration, everything has a vibration and you start to move in that way. When that starts to happen, you're nice and relaxed. And then just start by asking a question, you know, is my name Michelle? Or is my name Lauren? And what should happen is you'll either swing forward or back. So you've really got to take your head out of it for this to happen because otherwise it doesn't work, but your body will either go forward or back and it'll just fall forward or back. So yeah. forward is yes, back is no. And that's how I get guidance on a lot of things. Just taking my um, head. I love that. Uh, we use that in theta healing as well. That's actually oh, a really big thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But one thing I will say is if our listener at home is, has, is going to try that. Yeah. 
do exactly what you said. Ask one question at a time and yes. be patient, but also make sure you're hydrated. If it's not working, it could mean that you need a lot of water. So, oh, go, you know, drink a whole glass of water and then attempt it again. Yeah. Good tip. So you can use your body as a pendulum, but you do need to take your head out of it because some people will still try and control it. And I tried to get my husband to do this and he just couldn't stop thinking. He couldn't stop. And so that yeah. makes it really hard. So yeah. it's actually a good test because if you are, if you are told, if, if someone like me comes along and says, oh, you're really in your head and you know, you want to come back and feeling, go home and test it, you know, try and do the pendulum yes. and then with your body. And if you just can't do it, you can't stop thinking about it then you're probably in your head. So that's something that you can look at in other ways, meditation, you know, other ways of letting go and of that resistance. The other thing, love it. what Lauren said is an actual pendulum. I've got an amethyst one that has a beautiful little Reiki symbol on the first Reiki symbol. Mm. Um, it's got one of those on it. And this is another way of kind of overriding the head and it's, it's even taking the body out of it. So when I do my mentorship, I actually teach people how to use pendulums, opening them, closing them. You know, it's really important to do it properly because it's essentially the same as doing like a seance a Ouija board. You know, you need to make sure that you set it up properly and you shut it down properly. When we're at school, we just grab people's necklaces and here we go. You know, there's, I was like, I was never shutting that down. No, properly I know. I, know. I was just letting it go. Oh yeah. It was going all the time. Same. Yes. So yeah. Until we grow up and get a bit wiser that we figure that out. So the actual pendulum, a crystal pendulum can be useful, but you do need to open it up and close it. So if you're not sure, get in touch with me via Michelle, our price, the light worker and ask the question. Um, there are also lots of crystals, Lauren, that can help with intuition. And basically these are all connecting, in, connecting into um, third eye because that's where it all comes from. Um, the you know ability to see, vision, dreams, all of that is all connected to intuition. So Labradorite is amazing. Um, lapis lazuli, um, I have somewhere out here. I always have it with me. That's a blue with the um, galaxy, the nice gold through it. Um, so lapis lazuli, moonstone is the real feminine one and clear quartz and amethyst. And I saw you had your little bracelet on before uh, wrapped around your wrist. Yes, perfect. That's the lapis um, lazuli. So um, they're all great for opening up third eye. Uh, so if you do want a bit more guidance and you want to increase your intuition and improve it, then that's a great way to do it. And we've already given a lot of examples in terms of business and things where people have ignored the intuition. You really want to work with it. If you're in business, it's not just all about being in your head. Uh, you need to trust that because your staff are important. So you don't end up in this situation like my parents' friends. Uh, some of the other inspirational recommendations I just wanted to mention, and Lauren said this before and it sort of struck me, um, when you were talking before you said, I feel now I have worked on my whole life coming more into the feminine out of the masculine. It'll never be 50, 50, cause that's not possible. I don't think, um, that I'm trying to come out of the feel and into out of the thinking into the feel. And you said before I feel, I feel, and that was a good example of what I was going to say here is that one, uh, Sharon, actually Sharon Chapman, who we've mentioned a few times, a relationship coach, and she's been in a previous episode with us. She told me that she said, replace think with feel in your sentences and see what happens. And this is mainly at home. So mainly when I'm talking to my husband, because he wants to be the rescuer, the provider, the safe person, the safe place, you know, fixing these things, rah, rah, rah. And so, um, you know, when I started talking to him, I used to say, I think we should spend more time together and stuff like that. I think. And so I started to try to, every time I went to say think, I try to put feel into it and it probably sounded a bit weird for him listening because I'd sort of pause and then go. But I started to say, I feel like we could spend more time together. 
I feel like it'd be nice to go for a bike ride. I feel like this. I feel like that. Because when we say I feel versus I think, it just sounds more feminine. It sounds softer. It sounds less confronting sometimes. So I just try to really change that in my sentences. And I just feel like it really changes the tone of what think you're saying. Think more clinical. Yeah, it does. Right. Yeah, less emotional. I, think, I read this book and I think it mean, it says that we should spend more time together. Yeah. It, it feels like less genuine and yeah, yeah you're less right. connected. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it yeah. does. You're yeah, right. and you said feel before and it just sort of struck me. I was like, yeah, that's what it is. Um, so it's about the I feel as opposed to I think. And I feel yeah. puts you in it too because I feel is emotional. It's an emotional statement and it's putting yourself into that. It's like, I feel this. And that means something because that comes into heart space as opposed to, and it puts you into heart space too, yourself. So it's like, I think immediately brings you up here. You're up there. So it can mean then that your communication may be off. It may mean you're on a different wavelength. The message isn't received the way it's intended. Exactly. So there's yeah. a bunch of different things that can happen. So that's another recommendation that Sharon actually made to me. And I, I use that and it, and it works. So replacing, I think with, I feel, and it just changes the whole, the whole tone. That's so cool. I think yeah. that's really, really good. I love I that. Feel. You just said, I think. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Like you don't realize if you yeah. try to that's funny. <laughs> focus on that. I was going to say, if you really think about that. If you really try to focus on that word, yeah, it comes up a lot and we don't realize because it's in our yeah. subconscious. It's just what, what we do, what we do, what we do. Yeah. More present. This is with being present eating. This is with being present exercising, being present in every moment, you know, being present doing yoga, all of those things. It just becomes different. Life becomes different. And as you said yeah. before, you're not living as a passenger anymore. You're not just existing. It's like waking up in the morning And I love saying today is a great day. Today is going to be a great day. And, you know, I talk about Esther Hicks a lot and Abraham, the teachings of Abraham. There's a page on Facebook um, that I've just signed up for. It's um, something about everyone getting into the vortex or getting into the vortex, something like that. And I've just signed up for it. I'll find out the name and I'll put it in the show notes. Um, Because Rebecca, one of my clients told me about it. And what that is about is for 30 days, I think they do this for, they say meditate for no more than 15 minutes a day and then set your intention, like live in segments. So you get up and you say, today's going to be a great day. The kids are all going to get ready for school. They're all going to be on time. It's going to flow really, really well. So you're setting the intention. That's what you want to happen. And then the school drop-off's done. And it's like, I'm going to get to work on time the traffic's going to be great. I'll get a car park. It's like living everything kind of in, in segments, breaking it down because mm. that's living consciously. Being intentional. Yes. And that's living consciously. Exactly. Setting the intention. I wake up today's going to be a great day. Good morning, Michelle. I love you. You know, I say that from yoga and, and Qigong. Um, so mm. good morning, Michelle. I love you. And that's giving me my validation. So I don't need to get it from anyone else. And then it's like, you know, the traffic's going to be great. I'll get a car park and you know, all these things because it's law of attraction. So it's like, if you're sitting there being miserable, and this is for listening at home, if you're feeling miserable and lonely and all of these things, it's like, start to try to live consciously and appreciate what you have. Look around you and see what you do have and be grateful for those things and then get ready for more to come. Yeah. That's how that's beautiful works. I feel like it works. So Lauren, um, next episode we've got, 
age gracefully. So, which you and I both are, cool. girl. Oh, absolutely, girlfriend. Absolutely. And I'm older than you, so I can say that. Um, this is one yeah. of your ideas. So what were, we, what were our thoughts there? Or what did you want to mention about that episode? Oh, well, I just um, had an interesting little thing at work a while ago in relation to my age. And so I thought I wanted to share that story on the episode, on the podcast. Uh, but I'm not sharing it today. People will have to tune in next week. And uh, yeah, I just think, you know, you're seven years older than me. It's an interesting conversation to have, especially that I feel like I'm still the same person, even though I'm wiser. But you know, you have those moments where you look at the mirror and you're like, I look different. So I just thought we could talk about that, maybe some of our challenges with that, maybe um, you know, the things that we've done to, you know, take care of our aging process. You know, I, I feel like I'm more in shape than I've ever been in my life. Yeah. Aside from not doing as much yoga as I normally was doing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I just think that I'd like to talk about that episode, see what your thoughts are. And yeah, and just I think COVID helped a lot. We've talked about that before the exercise yeah. side of things. When they shut down the gyms, it's like, wow, we, both of us became very keen runners. You and I, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. people talk about COVID kilos. It's like, oh, I'm no, talking it's about opposite. COVID minus kilos, baby. Complete opposite. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think it'll be one that a lot of people will relate to. And I think that society is super, super focused on, um, on aging and, and all that. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think it'll be a good episode. Yeah. So Lauren, that has been the business in the front party in the back podcast. And if you loved it, please tell everyone, you know, share it on your social feed, you know, tell us some of your big takeaways. This is a big episode that I feel that if you, you know, if you got something out of it, maybe listen to it a second time. There's so many good things you can get out of it that can really change your life. So please do share this with your friends. And if you didn't like it, don't tell anyone. See you next week. scary when you said that. Well, I was trying to be more intense because last week you yeah, said I wasn't intense enough on that. That's so I was true. trying to be more like, you know. It worked. Kidding. Good. It worked. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> talk to you next week. Yeah. Talk to you then. See ya.